welcome back to the coldest voice with rico and this is the start of season two where you'll be hearing about business entrepreneurship investing cryptocurrencies and money management we will also be having different views from our guests yes you heard me we're gonna have more guests on this season so stay tuned because we got a lot waiting for you on the other end you dig Welcome to season two, episode two. Today we are going to be discussing money management. For those who do not know and those who do not understand, this is something that is never too late to learn and is never too early to learn. Money management is truly the process of budgeting, saving, investing, spending, and just understanding how to track your spendings so you're not spending money where you could save because everybody loves to have money in their pocket everybody loves to save money and be able to buy their dream car or buy their extravagant house or whatever they want to buy so in order to be able to buy that extravagant car or that big house you got to start somewhere and save your money money ain't just gonna grow on trees so today we're gonna set you up with the proper and not necessarily the one-size-fit-all package on how to save your money and how to properly invest it later in this season we will be talking about investing and how to make your money work for you and other ways on how to make your money grow but today we're gonna be laying the groundwork of money management because if you don't understand how to manage your money properly investing and any other things that you want to do that involve money you won't be successful because you are not understanding how to properly spend your money and where to allocate certain percentages of your income and your savings and certain aspects of how to properly keep your money in in ways where it won't be lost so like I was saying, it's never too late. Don't put this on your to-do list. Let's get started today. And I always want you to remember that this is not meant for everybody because we are not the same person. We have different circumstances. But there is numerous of ways to create a better situation for you if you are not in a good situation. And those who are in great situations right now and have great money management skills, kudos. I'm proud of you. Now let's continue and make it better because there's always room to grow. So if you're looking for those tips and guidelines or even to learn something that you never thought that you would need, you're in the right place. Because at the end day, we're only here to improve and increase your financial knowledge. And like I always tell you, I don't know everything. I'm only telling you things that I know and things that I implement in my daily life. So some of these guidelines I've used as an entrepreneur and some of these guidelines I've used before I even started a business. So I decided to entangle both of those 
tips that I've kept and developed over the years and provide those for you today. And it truly starts off with having a budget or tracking your spending. Because if you don't know where your money is going to each month, then you have a problem and you definitely have room for improvement. I want you to take a minute and think about that. Think about where you spend your money each month. And if you can think about those things and you know exactly where your money's going, then go ahead and check that one off. But just remember, unnecessary expenses or non-essential expenses are ways you can improve your spending. But make sure you're spending money where it's going to make a benefit or improve the way you're living your life. And it all starts with spending awareness. Like I said, once you know where your money's being spent each month, then you know, you're on the right start. So let's go ahead and start making a plan to improve and to develop those skills and the habits that we need in order to lay this groundwork, to lay the foundation of how to invest and how to keep your money and make it work for you. So now if you created a budget and you've tracked your spending, the biggest failure that happens right here is we don't use the budget. So let's use that budget. Let's commit to using the budget and understanding to decide what is unnecessary and what is necessary. For instance, when you make a recurring monthly purchase, for instance, Netflix, Hulu, or even Spotify, Apple Music, and those subscriptions. We pay monthly. Students, you know, you get a discount for being a student or Apple Music. So for those who aren't students or even those who are students and you're spending money on Apple Music, Spotify, Hulu, Netflix, and you don't use them, let's go ahead and find a way to cut those charges out. Because most times we forget that we have certain subscription services and we don't use them. And, it's just, and it is so easy to forget about them. Because you have so much going on or you might have a show or a movie that you're watching on, for instance, Netflix. And you forget about Hulu because Hulu barely brings out new movies or shows. So you're focusing on Amazon that just came out with a new movie. You're focused on, on Netflix that just came out with a whole bunch of new shows. Now, who's just sitting in the background just taking that monthly bill? And maybe you might have the bundle package where you get Hulu, ESPN, Disney Plus, and Nat Geo Wild and all that. And you're paying a little less, but still, do you really need to be paying all that? So let's figure out things that we don't need, the non-essentials, and for sure, cut those out so we are saving money each month. And now, this is the funniest thing. People always will call you cheap after I say this. But it's not. It's just finding the best way to save your money. So, for instance, like this. 
making sure that you're paying for the best price. And when I say paying for the best price, it means if I can go to. So those are things that you can say or that falls under getting the best price, even if you have a discount. Utilizing the student discounts, I think is the biggest thing that we forget. Being able to, for instance, like Apple Music, you get Apple Music and Apple TV for, I think, $4.99. So being able to get something like that at a cheaper price rather than having to pay the typical price for Apple Music, and if you even use Apple TV, you would have to pay for that as well. Or even when you go on apple.com and you want to go and purchase a Mac or iPad as a student, you get a discount. You get a student discount. Utilize those discounts so you are not spending money where you can save. That is not being a cheapskate. Now, remember when I said save for big purchases? When you want to make that purchase for a car, for a house, for an apartment? Or if you're old enough and you want to buy that girl, that ring, whatever that case may be. Or even if you want to take that big flight and you want to fly across the country, you know, you want to travel here, there, you want to go all over the place before you're 25 or 26 and you start wanting to settle down. Depending on who you are, that's how it is nowadays. You know, personally, me, I'm saving my money and I'm investing my money so I can travel and do the things that my parents or people that I was around wasn't able to do, you know, being able to go and go to the pyramids or go to Maui or go to the Bahamas or wherever, go to Cuba. But just being able to save your money so you can say, ah, I can go and do this without having to figure out, dang, I need to, I need to move some money around or I need to figure out how much money I need to make in order to make this trip. When you start doing moves like that, then you don't have to be like, ah, I gotta, I can't do that. I, I gotta wait to get my next paycheck. Well, yes, you can wait to get your next paycheck, but if you were spending your money properly and you were saving your money and putting money away as a quote unquote rainy day fund, which I will discuss a little bit later, then you would be able to make trips and do things that you truly want instead of having to put it off aside because you currently are not in the position to have that fun because you don't have the funds to do that. So now in some cases, it's helpful like to get a car or a house and use a loan to make those big purchases, like I said, but those may be the only moments. Other than that, your best offer will be to use cash because it's your safest and cheapest buying option. Now, when you're using cash, right, you get to avoid the big, the big issues, the interest that you will always generate or even the debt that you're going to create. Those debts and those interest rates that you're going to be getting, it may take months or even years to pay back, depending on how big that loan or the debt that you just created is. Keep your money in a savings account will accumulate a small percentage 
of interest on your money. So when I always tell people to open a savings account, you may get less than 3%, less than 1%, depending on what the savings interest rate is. But I'm always going to remind you there are other ways to make your money work for you to gain interest or compound interest on your money. And like I say, and I will constantly tell you, we will talk about that later in this season. So if you want to know more about those things, you can always hit us up on our Instagram or even on our Twitter at The Coldest Voice. Or you can just wait because I have a lot of stuff like that for you guys because I'm currently in those things. So like I was saying, those savings account will generate a small percentage of interest on your money. Now, if you have credit cards, credit cards, I personally don't believe in, in the sense of I don't use them. I may have a credit card here and there, but I only use it if I need to help build my credit. That's all I use it for, you know, make a purchase here and then just pay it off. You know, I'm not going to go and say, ah, man, let me go and buy this new TV or let me go buy this and that for for no apparent reason like I was saying earlier that is a a non-essential expense I could save that money on the credit line that I currently have and not spend it at all but like I said I don't really believe in credit cards and everybody's different the only reason I would use it is like I said to build my credit you know to make a small purchase that I don't really need to use the credit card for but just to put on my credit to say that I'm making a purchase here and there to build it. So when I do need to make a big purchase and take out a loan, I'm actually in the good. I'm not tripping and not having to fork out more money than I need to. And to go back and to piggyback off what I said earlier regarding your savings account and how I said about having that rainy day fund, That rainy day fund is truly another word of saying your emergency fund. Doesn't mean to go and touch it tomorrow and the next day and the next day to go buy some shoes or to go buy that dress or to buy that shirt or to buy that hat, ring, jewelry, whatever that is with. That emergency fund is really for you to touch when you have unanticipated circumstances that hit you. It is okay to add small amounts of money here and there. All this is doing is helping you avoid to be forced to borrow with high interest rates and unable to pay those bills. Because for instance, let's say you get in a car accident. Now the insurance is only going to pay 75%. And that 75% may be a lot but now what you're left with may be still a lot and you may not have the money to pay for that. So now you may have to take out a loan or you may have to borrow money to help pay for those expenses to get a new car, whatever those those issues are. But now you are digging yourself a hole that you could have prevented by putting small amounts of money into your savings account. And putting it truly into another account called your rainy day fund or your emergency fund. 
truly i would say separate the two you know have a savings account and then have a rainy day fund so you can be able to look at the two and say okay this is my rainy day fund that i won't touch but i'll have a recurring deposit you know it could be small it can be large it can be a hundred dollars can be 500 it could be ten dollars but just making a small contribution will make a big change later down the road and getting towards the end right now we've we set our goals we set our standards we've eliminated unneeded cost we now understand that the savings account and our rainy day fund is to help for big purchases and unanticipated circumstances so now with all that being said we can do all this for a month but will that continue and i truly think the misconception is that many people think that this is something that will be good for a few months and it'll become a habit and this is one of those things that you have to be on top of your game you have to be consistent you have to make this become a habit so this may take months this may take three months this may take six months this may take a year but it's all about being consistent and being patient because this will take time and it will take practice and for those who play sports you know practice is key being consistent going to practice doing this on a daily basis will help you become better when the time is here now lastly investing is another way to bring money into your pockets you know to add to your small contributions to your rainy day fund or to help you make those big purchases and not everybody is in the right state of mind or has the right amount of knowledge or even knows what to invest in or how to invest because one thing I do and I will constantly say not every school and not every school system regardless of where you live if you live in the states or if you live outside the states I just don't think that they do a good job on teaching students high schoolers how to properly manage your money and how to be able to live in an everyday life with taxes and and bills to pay you know they say that high school prepares you for college and college prepares you for life but by the time you get to college you're already in life you are faced with the real world you are no longer in a high school setting where you're based off of your your grades and you have no worry other than just your parents taking care of you you are now living on your own you are now an adult so i think high school should be teaching kids how to properly budget and how to finance and like i was saying invest so some people may be limited to investing small contributions to investing accounts will be helpful it will benefit you in the long run don't think that you need a thousand dollars or a large amount to start investing all you truly need 
and I quote, you can quote me on this. You truly just need $100. You can start off with $100 and build from there. Because in the long run, this is also going to help you earn and generate income. And this is bigger than what I'm talking about right now. In the sense of when I say this is going to help you generate income, this is going to help you earn money. You know, this is now going to educate you and broaden your horizon to what you can possibly achieve. Because investing is not just putting more money in your pocket. The ability to have a say, to have a voice in what certain things happen. When you invest in companies, when you invest in certain people, and even if you invest in yourself, you give yourself a fighting chance to be a part of something bigger or to be a part of something that you are trying to be a part of. Now, better finances start with yourself. Starts with changing the habits that you currently have. Breaking those bad habits and putting in the ones that are gonna be beneficial, the good ones. Some of these changes may be easier than others and sometimes other people will gravitate towards those changes a little better. And some may take a long time. But if you stay committed to this transformation and you stay on top of it and you just keep working you'll end up with great money management skills that you will be able to serve to others and help you throughout your life and in the meantime you know just between me and everyone that listens to this podcast you will eventually have more money in your pocket to do those lavish things that you wanted to do. Like I said, to buy a car, to buy a house, to buy jewelry, to buy that girl a ring, or to buy that person a ring, or even to spoil your parents or whoever that you are around, to do the things that you never thought you could do. So just take this for a food for thought and understand that There are more things in life that you can spend your money on to build wealth. At the end day, this is all building wealth, generational wealth to help you to break the barrier, break the cycle of not being able to give that next generation a fighting chance that you never had or even the chance that you did have, but on a grander scale. So it is up to you to take this knowledge or to take the things that I said and apply it to yourself. Now, if you listen to this and you don't take it, it is all up to you. I know that this is gonna be good knowledge and good information for those who are wanting and who are willing to learn. And I keep and I keep and I keep telling you guys, that this right here is something that can truly change someone's life. This knowledge isn't for you, then provide it to someone that truly needs it, that doesn't have access to a podcast like this, or who doesn't have access to a person who is closely related to them, or they can relate to. 
sometimes we take knowledge and we take advice for people that are millionaires or billionaires but that knowledge that we take can only be taken so far because the knowledge that they're giving or the info that they're giving is different you know it may be from a time back in 1970 maybe 1980s 1990s different times we are now able to say that we've been through a pandemic whatever you want to call it but a financial crisis other than 2008 and the great depression and all that the most current financial crisis that we can say we've been a part of so being able to relate to somebody of your age within a five to ten age difference being able to relate to somebody like that can be more beneficial than listening to someone who is 45 years old and hasn't been through what we're going through at the age we're at and this age may be 15 14 to 25 35 but just being able to look at life differently after you start budgeting and you start managing your money can do tremendous things so just take these tips do what you want to do with it but this is really for those who need this advice or who has not been able to find someone that could possibly teach them so thank you for listening you listen to the coldest voice with rico and i hope that this really does benefit you if you're wondering what listening platforms we are currently on anchor.fm apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, pandora and spotify please subscribe so you can stay up to date with our latest episodes and when we do release new episodes to stay up to date with news and information outside of each episode please follow us on our social media platforms instagram and twitter at the coldest voice thank you and it's your boy rico rich on the coldest voice with rico and, and, and you're listening to the coldest, coldest voice, voice with Rico. Rico. Yeah, dig.